and Law Ayla Porek Sonna Ditch Terry, as they say. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what he said. Uh, <laughs> and what was that, Michael? <laughs> what I said to you was, um, Happy St. Patrick's Day, Terry, as Gaelic, as they say. Oh, well, how St. Patrick's Day to you, unfortunately. My school didn't do Gaelic, unfortunately. Would I, would I have got arrested for saying that in your school? You would have been arrested, but you might have had a few pelters, though, some people. <laughs> Maybe I mean it was it was an academy, so you know it was you know up market um, school, but uh, you might have a bit of grief from that actually. So, but so we're here, and it is this is an episode that's going to be recorded and went out was out in fact on St Patrick's Day, which I would say, Michael, is probably the greatest national holiday I would think in the world. I would say, or certainly the best marketed. I think so. Um, I, I think so. I mean. Um... You, you know, no disrespect to St Andrew's Day, but it doesn't really have the same kind of global um, cachet uh, as um, St Patrick's Day. And I suppose it's, it has been some clever marketing over the years by the likes of Guinness. Um, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. you go to the pub uh, and uh, drink their tipple. Um, no, but but I think I think it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So uh, you know, obviously St Andrew's Day, we have St David's Day in Wales and St what's St George. I mean, nobody celebrates the Lord's Day. Probably <laughs> the expat communities and in Middle East and Asia, I've seen all these things. But I was looking for something else this week online, and I ended up bizarrely at the Arizona Cardinals NFL team's website. And I was surprised to see that the first screen that hit me wasn't anything about the team; it was about St. Patrick's Day merchandise they were selling for the Arizona Cardinals, and. Then I started going through other American NFL teams, and they all had the same stuff. I thought, and of course, it is America. You know, see, I mean, there's more Irish in America than there is in Ireland, obviously. But, um, but somebody in the midst of time, obviously, has done a good marketing job in St. Patrick's. Yeah, State, but I mean, sure. it, you know, Terry, you you've been to the states on quite a number of occasions. I've been there a few times, and uh, you can't possibly not have been asked by somebody uh, wh- where you were from, and then. You know, in the broadest of whatever it is, Texan accents, or in my case, it was probably New York and uh, yeah, Boston yeah. and Philadelphia that I went to. Uh, oh, I'm Irish too. When, yeah. you know, they identify as Irish, even though they've never set foot in the place, which I find mind boggling, really. It, it is strange. I mean, I remember the first time we went to New York, we went, it was a bar in our hotel, and the bar was on the ground floor, and we went into the bar. And obviously, it was an Irish bar, and uh, went up to the barman, obviously, to order you know, two pints of Budweiser or whatever the beer was. And uh, the barman said, "Oh, you're from Ireland, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know? Do you know something?" <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Well, you know, Ireland's bigger than you think." And and the answer was, "No, no, obviously, I didn't." Sort of thing. But and you're right. I mean, it's, it is very strange. I mean, around the world, I'm pretty sure everywhere today. I mean, I'm looking at the St. Patrick's Day stuff they're doing online today. Everywhere with buildings across Ireland, there's you know St. Patrick's Day at home is trending on Twitter, etc. So it, they've certainly done a, a good marketing deal. And it is very sad. This is the second St. Patrick's Day, I guess, where they haven't had. I think was it shut down last year. Uh, yes, it, it, it was shut down. Uh, I, I think the um, you know everybody went to Cheltenham Festival instead. Uh, and uh, the, you know the the doors were locked by the time they came back for for um, uh, Patrick's Day. Yeah. So yes, it, and and uh, you know we don't want to dwell on the the COVID related stuff, but it, you know it will be a big disappointment for people and for the tourist industry in Ireland as well. Although I would say Terry, um, you know, not having uh, spent uh, Paddy's Day, um, uh, you know, on the Al Sod 
for quite a number of years. I'd say it's probably celebrated just as much abroad now, you know, in terms of, um, um, you, you know, people finding any excuse to dye their hair green or their beer green or their food green even. I would think so. I mean, I do remember, funny, I was thinking this morning, it was this, well, obviously this time last year, I can remember uh, going for a drink somewhere in town. It wasn't actually an Irish bar. It was in, in Fierce Bar, I think. And I got picked up and got taken home and I went past uh, Malone's, which is just around the corner. And they were, that was the, I think the last night they were open actually before lockdown and bars. Uh, but you're right. I think, you know, London, especially would have been busy, all the bars in Glasgow, you know, it's, it's a big, uh, I remember last year we were in, two years ago we were in Dundee on St. Patrick's Day and I was amazed to see the amount of people out dressed in green with hats. And it's, uh, yeah, the marketing people have done a good, a good, a good on that for sure. I mean, I'm sitting here staring at my St. Patrick's Day decorations that are up in the fireplace today, so um, to try and make it a bit more uh, sort of a holiday today. But it is a holiday in Northern Ireland yeah. as well. So, I mean, uh, what quintessentially is St. Patrick's Day about for, for you, Terry? Uh, well, today, I guess it would be uh, probably cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, every every year, this is my fifth year in a row, by the way, I've done cupcakes for my work usually, and I sell them for a charity. So this year it's for a friend of Anchor. So I, I go to the place in town, and who actually were expecting my call this year, which was quite funny, because they said, oh, we're glad you've called. Um, and I sell people cupcakes, but I've got to deliver them this year. Also, we can't just give them out at work sort of thing. But no, I think it is just a celebration of kind of Irishness, I guess. I mean, I'm from, from Northern Ireland, so we won't go too much there, but it's a fairly complicated background of... Um, where I'm from, and you know, I would possibly claim to be British and Irish. All well, time, so I, I think you can that. do that, and uh, um, uh, you know, increasingly people are um, maybe realizing that you know identities are a bit more complicated, and it's okay to to be both, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. I can remember being in Belfast and having sort of, and they do, they obviously have St Patrick's Day parades now. It's a, it's a bit of a thing, you know, but. Uh, you know, the flip side to that was in the twelfth of July they'd have the you know the the, the, the Irish Irish national not the Irish nationalists but the, you know the, the loyalist bands would be out as well. So it is a it is a complicated picture, but I think St Patrick's Day is certainly roundly celebrated across the island of Ireland these days as kind of a unifying thing. And, and what's very strange is you know obviously the, the Irish rugby team is it's a mixture of north and south, whereas for football it's obviously separated and. It's amazing it brings people together. And uh, North and South Hemispheres as well, Terry, I think it would be fair to say. <laughs> um, we, we should drop our cap to CJ Stander, who has uh, just announced he, he is retiring from rugby full stop at the end of the season, which is um, um, uh, you know terrific news for, for uh, his family and best wishes to him in, in the future. I think he's probably... Uh, had quite a number of impacts uh, over the years, and uh, I, I think it's probably a good time for a lot of these guys to be getting out of the game. Yes. I think so, and I saw some some people talking about it last night, and were quite surprised by it because you know he's only he's, he's thirty five though, which is you know, for a rugby, rugby player. I mean, I know Sexton's thirty seven, but he's not in the doesn't get as much. Well, he's always fairly well in the in the game in contact, but something like standard, you know, head injuries, he's obviously thought about it and thought, well, it's just, it's just time to go. But um, there is quite a few um, Southern Hemisphere Irish people, I would say, in the team, as there is for yeah. Scotland, by the way. Uh, but um, no, it's uh, he's been a proud, um, mon well, monster man for Yeah, but a very so. gracious um, exit and uh, good luck to him in the future. Although I hope we get a late Paddy's Day present for from him at the weekend when we play the Ingerland. 
I know this, the Scotland game was very good at the weekend. I did enjoy that. Um, I mean, the fact that Ireland were ahead, cruising, Scotland came back with two really good tries, I thought. Um, and then Sexton, once again, pulled out. Not, not quite as dramatic as he did against France a couple of years ago, um, but an equally good penalty, I thought, and unfortunately broke. He did. He did indeed. So um, but, so what was, is the plan for today, St. Paddy's Day-wise, Terry? I, I have just donned my beautiful day-glow green uh, O'Bannon's um, Ale House uh, T-shirt celebrating St. Patty's Day. Yeah, well, St. Patty's Day uh, would 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 lead me to think of a, a cheeseburger, actually. Um, yeah, so that's not a very Irish sort of thing. But I do have uh, I do have a plan today. Um, I'm going to pick up my cupcakes. I'm going to deliver them to folk at work. Um, I've got some beer, and so about once I come back, and obviously park the car, I'm going to have a couple of drinks, maybe, and listen to some Irish. I've got some an Irish playlist I've been listening to all morning. Um, I've got some Irish food planned this evening. Maybe not the traditional Irish food, though. I mean, food for me would be, you know, Irish stew, I guess, would be kind of a thing. Um, but I'm making Guinness right. burgers tonight. You haven't any any uh, southern tato with crisps with it because that'd be the perfect way to uh, to round off the day. Uh, well, it's funny that I I do have some potatoes, but unfortunately they're the the real ones, <laughs> the northern ones today. So. Um, unfortunately, the the order of uh, soda bread has got lost in the post uh, from my mum, so that, that hasn't arrived on time today. For I was going to do a, a quick fry of it lunchtime, so I'll have to make do with some Irish bacon and a roll oh, at lunchtime uh, today. But uh, what, actually, what, 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 while you're talking about uh, things in the post, Ian Paisley Jr., you know the guy who loves Sri Lanka, uh, yeah. he held up a, yeah. a photograph of a sticker that had been attached to a parcel. Um, uh, which w- had been sent from the, you, you know, basically Britain into Northern Ireland, and it had foreign parcel written on it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh my goodness. Well, there's there's definitely been a delay though, because like my mum, I asked her. I mean, she might have forgotten to post it, but I think she, well, she did post it. But it's definitely very slow going back and forward um, to Ireland at the minute. We posted, you know, birthday cards and things and. On small packages, and they're not getting there as quick. Saying that though, my beer delivery from the Moran Mountain Brewery came in <laughs> three days. It's pretty quick actually. So, so, so go go figure that one out actually. So, um, one of the cans, by the way, is a, a vegan blueberry wow. stout, which I'm I'm kind of scared of that actually. So I think I might uh, I might try that tonight actually. So the rest is just normal kind of paleo. Uh, what, one of my customers, uh, uh, one of my other customers, uh, Terry um, Scott, very kindly gave me a couple of uh, bottles of stout recently, but they were all chocolate flavored stout. Have you ever had chocolate stout? I have actually, and I think the chocolate does go okay with that. Um, I mean, I've had maple syrup stout as well, which is because the sweetness kind of does. It can be quite heavy though. I mean, it can be quite a, you know, I mean Guinness it is. stout, I guess, yeah. isn't it? It is. Um, but um, I mean, uh, that, that, some of the ones you get, especially in, in Aberdeen, it can be quite heavy, and I don't really—I I would almost prefer a lager actually sometimes, or or just a straight straightforward Guinness. I've got loads of Guinness in the house, so um, that's the plan. And my missus is getting her, her vaccination tonight, so so I'm going to wait for her to come back from that. Hopefully, no ill effects from that tonight. So, but uh, so yeah. Irish music, Michael. What, who who would be your kind of in your top five Irish, Irish bands? bands I, um, I guess probably one. well, Thin Lizzy would be right up there. Rory Gallagher, probably go for something traditional yeah. like um, Moving Hearts, uh, who are um, a kind of eighties band. 
um, with uh, Donald Lunny and Christy Moore and a few others in there. After that, it would probably be a toss-up between a few, but I would probably go for Whipping Boy, which are more of a like a nineties um, indie guitar band who would have heavily influenced the likes of um, um, uh, uh, Fontaine's DC, and then uh, probably take another nineties one, maybe a House or um, Fontaine Lady Sings. Somebody. Okay. How about you? Okay. Well, for me, well, Fitness A, certainly, um, probably the band I've seen most. Um, I would have to look in the undertones, yeah. I think, um, from, from Northern Ireland. Uh, I know you won't agree with this one, but I, I would I have to put U2 in my list. Um, and probably early U2, more than later U2, um, for sure. But uh, in fact, we're going to talk about it in a minute or two, but you know, Bono is obviously a universally loved and hated um, character, um, I would say, around the world. I've got Fontaine's DC on my list as well. Um, Probably the Boomtown Rats as well was a, a quite a big fan of those back in the day. Um, more recently, maybe yeah. Ash would be on my list. I think so. Um, in fact, Ash is a bit strange. So it's weird that you know Ash, Two Door Cinema Club, Foy Vance, Snow Patrol are all from the kind of Bangor County Down area, which obviously is not, it's quite a quite a rural kind of area. So maybe that defines their kind of music. And I would have to put Snow Patrol in. I do like a bit of Snow Patrol, especially the early stuff actually into that. Um, and there's a few other kind of local Belfast bands, but uh, and and on your we we're talking about it earlier about who you would kick out of Ireland if, if St Patrick did with the yes well well he did snakes. banish the snakes that's why we don't have any uh, and um, he, yeah we, I just canvassed a bit of uh, local opinion about um, uh, you know if he was able to wave his shillelagh who uh, he would uh, banish on our behalf. And, uh, you know, some of the results were a bit surprising, I'd have to say. I mean, some of them were, were pretty obvious. I mean, my own brother uh, said, uh, get rid of Bono, uh, his head and his mouth are too big. Uh, Martin uh, Ingram says, banish you too, cause of Bono, his stupid glasses and their music, case closed, I feel. Uh, and then th- there were other um, interesting ones. Uh, Stuart, who who's a contributor on the, the Craftwork um, podcast that we did, uh, says, could you ask home to banish uh, Van Morrison for being highly overrated while delivering the same old tired goods that were rubbish in the first place? And then he caveats that by saying, although the stuff he did with them was quite good. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm entitled, oh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that we, we should be uh, lobbying St. Patrick to get rid of Van, uh, more for his COVID kind of carry on recently. And the time that I saw him at um, the Fla in Finsbury Park where he refused to walk to the front of the stage because it was raining and he was worried he was going to get wet. <laughs> well, so I, I had Van Morrison, purely for the COVID reasons, um, I think. Um, I did go to... Uh, Cypress Avenue when I was last time in Belfast. I'd never, I'd never been down there before. Nice area, but anyway. So Van Morrison was one. Top of my list last year was Jedward. Uh, but then Jedward did call yes. out Jim Core recently. So, so, so that might be a redeeming factor. I mean, I got Jim. Not I had the cores, and I thought that's about unfair because the core ladies are are fine. It's the brother Jim who's obviously the bit of a problem. Um, I also had no, Daniel. No, Donald we had a couple of um, uh, comments about that. Uh, Ross Fraser says, Daniel O'Donnell, I'm not having a feckin' bad word said against him. And uh, uh, Craig, uh, the, our photographer pal, 
says, uh, Daniel Daman, the legend, refused to slag him off just in case he drags me on stage again. Uh, so, oh. so yeah, you know, quite a bit of support oh. for Daniel. And it also allows me to tee up uh, one of my favorite jokes, which is, did you hear Daniel got a girl into trouble? Oh. Told her mother that no. yeah, she smoked. I can hear the tumbleweed. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. So, well, funny enough, my Daniel O'Donnell discussion this morning was, I had him on the list, and then I was had a chat with somebody who claimed that actually he is a very pleasant person, quite genuine, um, and, and, you know, a lot of he does comes across as your granny's favourite pop star sort of thing. Um, absolutely nothing wrong. So I, I would say I'd have to take him off the list. Um, I did have my brother said Enya, which seems very harsh. I mean, I can't think anything Enya has yeah. done wrong, particularly over the years, other than do a lot of ah sort of stuff. Uh, yes, Harry's course, yeah, game. Yeah, Harry's yeah. game. That was Enya, wasn't it? Uh, well, but was, she that, was, that was in Canada at that stage, I think, briefly. All right, my experience of folk music really isn't that big, I suppose, but there you go. Um, and one which could be harsh, I think, possibly. Yeah, Dana. well, I mean, probably a bit before our time, really, Terry, I mean, um, Dana. I've got a few for you um, who, who seem to have escaped banishment. Um, the Saw Doctors, I mean, they are plastic, fat paddy stuff. I really do not like oh. them at all. And um, Westlife and Boyzone, and you know, frankly, any vehicle for Louis Walsh uh, deserves to get torpedoed below the waterline, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would put possibly, but then at the same time, Westlife and Boyzone, I mean, they, they must have um, they must have fueled <laughs> the Celtic Tiger at the time. I mean, the amount of money they've made, <laughs> I mean, they must have made it. I don't know how much money they made, but it must have been an absolute fortune. Over the years, I saw something the other day. Westlife had twelve number one singles in a row, sort of thing. So now, he was Boyzone. Was, yeah. was he Boyzone? Oh, Westlife was the more yeah, the more modern ones. Because um, I was talking to my son Stuart a few nights ago about Westlife, and he reminded me of the night that what was it called? Was it called Boy Life <laughs> or West Zone? A guy from a guy from Westlife and a guy from Boyzone did a like a Q and A thing at the treetops. Rest in peace, the treetops in Aberdeen. <laughs> and he said it was just the worst thing imagine. These things. Uh, the crowd were obviously expecting, you know, Boys on Westlife, and it was two guys talking about the history. But one, we haven't mentioned one here, which obviously Dana leads into this. So Dana won the Eurovision Song Contest with all kinds of everything, I think it was. Um, but Aaron's premier Eurovision yes. expert was Johnny Logan. Yes. And I've seen Johnny Logan in concert. Uh, I can't remember where it was now. It was kind of like a hotel, you know, like yeah, yeah. Ireland, like you have the show bands would play in places. Um, so it was somewhere probably in the wilderness of sort of Fermanagh, potentially, maybe even Tyrone. And I got dragged <laughs> in to go and see Johnny Logan, uh, and it was a frightening <laughs> evening. I mean, what was this? Was it just, was this song just another day or something? But it was, it was more the audience. It was a bit like the episode of Father Ted with yeah. all the grannies. What, what's another year? It was called Terry. Um, it was a. Yeah. Did you know he was, year? That's he was one massive one. in so, Turkey? And yeah, really? No, oh, no. It's not, it's not a punchline <laughs> here. It feels like a shit that should be. <laughs> So, and we actually didn't. Yeah, I mean, comedy. Divine Comedy, I don't think are going to get banished anywhere, are they? I mean, um, uh, Neil Hannon, no, very clever no. songwriter, and uh, obviously the composer of the Father Ted. 
uh, theme music as well. So, uh, and my exactly. lovely horse, I think he wrote that one. He did. And I would put it that for me, the, the number one tourist attraction that I've been to in our in Southern Ireland, this is anyway, would be the Father Ted House, actually. Um, we took a drive there oh, it must be five or six years ago now, and we took the kids and we drove across from Dublin to Limerick, uh, past uh, oh, yeah. Monagall, home <laughs> of Barack Obama. Um, absolutely. Uh, went it through is. the Burren, which is a spectacular landscape. And Although it's on the show, you know, we see it at the front of the show, we did, I didn't really expect the house to be exactly as it was. And we turned the corner, and sure enough, there's the feckin' Fellar Ted house, just as you'd expect in the show. It was mobbed with people. We had after You can have tea in there, can you? It was fantastic. Yeah, so they bring you in, and they, they bring you into one room, and um, they, sh- they were filming in one room, and then they take you into what was the living room, which was... It was a set, obviously. They filmed a lot of it in, but they did film it, some of it in there. And they even have, in the on the window, they have the little black bit of tape where he does the Hitler impression. I <laughs> on the window, and they give you props. So they give you, like, but... <laughs> That's right. So they give you props. They give you, like, you know, pots of tea and sandwiches and a bishop's hat to wear, like Bishop Brennan. And the woman who, obviously, owns the house was owned it all the way through the filming of the show as well. And she tells you stories about the filming. And, it must be a gold mine. That's a to go. And yeah, we weren't. I mean, there was four of us went, and I can't remember. It was like a tenner a head for your afternoon tea. And you, and you got tea and, and cakes and stuff. And, you sat and there was Pat Mustard there to pour the milk? Pat <laughs> Mustard wasn't there, actually. No, funny, funny enough. So we played, we played football on the grass outside, and then we drove to uh, Galway after that. So, but probably my favourite... Uh, sort of tourist attraction. And, and what did the young Charlton's make of this experience? Were they a bit bemused? No, they were quite excited actually because they do they do like a bit of Father Ted and um, I've got fantastic pictures of, of, of Catherine and Stuart <laughs> acting out Mrs Doyle and uh, Ardlo Hanlon who I saw in Aberdeen a few years ago. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's worth I mean, I would go back. I would, I would say for him to go back there again. And you've got the Titanic Museum in Belfast which is obviously fantastic and everything but as far as a cultural icon of Ireland yeah. I don't think you can go too far wrong with Father Ted 